life might hand you budgets, schedules, family, and responsibility. But driving shouldn't be just another chore. We're here to help you find a car you love. Something that fits your budget and your needs, but is fun to drive and makes you look back. I'm Todd. I'm Paul. And this is the Everyday Driver Car to Be. Summer is very much here. Yeah. All over the place. But we're looking at each other in the podcast studio right now. It hasn't happened in like four podcasts. You might think it sounds strange, but we're back in the studio because I've been traveling so much. You probably can kind of hear a little bit of the sound quality. It's back there. Hopefully, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's nice to be home. Just rolled in from Seattle, spent five days there visiting family and met some great people there. And I had a lot of fun, so we're back. And all we do about in the car is talk about what's coming next. And season four, Uh starting on Velocity, in January. But we won't go there quite yet. We're not going to bulldoze you with the conversations that Todd and I have that our our brains are running a mile a minute. It was great, though. But that's the madness. I mean, just because this is the reality of what we have to do to get stuff done. (laughs) I am in in the exact middle of post-production for season three, which premieres July 7th on... Uh, on velocity, yeah, yeah, but yeah. that means we've got to start planning production for season four. So you and I are spending our time right now planning production for season four while I'm doing post on season three, and season <laughs> three is turning out great too. I'm really excited about the diversity and the episodes. I'm just enjoying yeah. cutting them, you know, yeah. and that's that's really fun. It's it's just fun to see the I, I won't call them dailies, but what do they call just rough cuts? The rough cuts that yeah, you'll yeah, send yeah. me, and it's, yeah, yeah. it's fun to watch that and just see your progress and know that you have to whittle down all this in car footage, mm-hmm. guys. You wouldn't believe how much in-car footage we put down aside from all the b-roll the shots that we get and then we go on camera and talk for 45 minutes and todd's going i have to cut that in thirds well because imagine a 22 minute episode and depending on the amount of cars one car for one of us might be five minutes worth of commentary and well yeah that in what is this car like how does it feel totally pack that in five minutes go because we've got to move on to the next car well let's do the math here real quick the episodes are 22 minutes because that's what they are in u.s television for a half hour it's 22 minutes of content right that means just split down the middle you and i each get 11 but but <laughs> we each spend at least 30 minutes in each car and there's at least two cars per episode right the math is boggling and in fact i actually saw a review thank you to those of you that are leaving reviews on amazon i read a review this week from somebody that clearly had only seen our show for the first time on on amazon and their comment was they didn't rate it very well which is fine i understand they they said these guys glossed over a lot of details and i thought if you watched episode one season one which was our greatest hits episode Mm, that was a 40 minute episode on youtube i cut to 22 and it's four cars we barely had time for each one of us introduce ourselves and each of the four cars being discussed you better believe we glossed over some stuff get in slam buckle up start the car and we're done yeah thanks for watching that was fun hey look it was a bus tag oh look there's a fiesta i mean that that (laughs) episode is nuts but anyway i'm really excited we got a lot of two car comparos in all kinds of various locations and car types yeah. and season three is fun but oh there is stuff to do while we plan season four nothing going on yeah, thank you guys no for being with us i'm thrilled i'm realizing having not done this for four episodes how much right. fun it is to sit here in the same room it is nice it's very cool honestly it, the, the handoffs are nice we just get to jabber about mm-hmm. cars and do the stuff we love and thank you guys for listening it's so much fun and as we're planning we're looking out towards the september calendar when we will be shooting and uh thinking about what's coming then but in the meantime a piece of news came across as the entire internet has piled on Mark Royce of of GM, the VP who crashed the ZR1 into the wall Ouch. at the Belle Isle Detroit Grand Prix Ouch. just a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. And wow. <laughs> I mean, there's a, an anonymous question that came to our email that mm-hmm. said, my buddy's going to be in a meeting this week with the GM executive, Mark, <laughs> oh, who crashed no. the Corvette pace car. And I know questions about this are going to come up. 
Apparently, he's a complete joker and really struggling how to approach the meeting with this guy. How would we approach this situation? That's why I bring this up. Yes, it's unfortunate. But I guess you're going to have to take a read on Mark and say, Mm -hmm. you know, because, of course, you know, Monday morning, going back to work, you know, everybody's piling on. I'm sure he feels terrible, but maybe Mm -hmm. he's in a joking and, okay, that happened it could have happened to anybody. We don't know the exact situation about why don't. he went out of control. It kind of appears that he hit the gas while he was still turning. But, yeah. you know, you're in a hot sports car and you're excited yeah. because <clears throat> Indy cars are behind you. Certainly. I get it. But. Well, and it's, you know, it's, it's you got to really, take a lead on the guy. It's really easy to armchair quarterback bad driving. Very, yeah. Very easy. Oh, yeah. oh I would have been fine. Would you? Would you really? Exactly. I mean, I think the way to approach this softly, if you will, is to ask if he's okay. Yeah, you just say, "Hey, well, man, did that you, could mean did you emotionally. Get in? It could mean physically. Yeah. It could, you know, take that as you will and let him respond to it as he will. Just, just, and honestly, leave it open ended. I agree with you. Just, you, just ask him, "Hey, are you okay after what happened in the ZR one?" That's because a benign, at that place, genuine question. He will answer it however he wants to. He'll right. probably end up telling the story, right? Which he's probably told six hundred times by now, <laughs> and he'll answer exactly. the question. Or if he's just like, "Yeah, I'm fine," then you know the read. And you move exactly. on. Exactly yeah. right. Ouch. Be careful. Of, don't don't scuttle your meeting just trying to get a comment in about you crashed a ZR1. <laughs> That's a bad approach. Bad. Very, I, I agree. Well, uh, thank you guys for writing to us. We've got so many social media questions. We will try to get to those as best we can. If we don't, as you can probably tell, we are jamming through this podcast mm-hmm. and uh, so much going on for us. Lots so. of good questions. Two good car debates. We've got Tim writing in with a question for his wife and also Andy writing in looking for a, a New kind of wagon, big car, maybe bigger car, but they like small cars. Conundrum yeah. for he and his wife. Well, I love the emails, guys. Thanks yeah, for they writing. are really, really excellent. Lots of social media questions. But first, <clears throat> an announcement. Yes. A, a slightly sad announcement. Well. But we knew it was coming. Life but, moves on, right? Yes. Our pilgrimage trip for 2018 is clearly not going to happen. Yeah, we're bummed about it. Uh, very bummed, actually. Um, yeah. But we've just come to that realization we were going to give time until or here we are early in June. It's shocking to think this this trip is actually supposed to be only two months away. We are at a place where we have to start throwing down deposits and getting things locked Correct. in. Correct, yeah. And we just, you know, we had people in initially. People have dropped out. The numbers are just too low to make make the financials of the trip work. I'm incredibly sad. However, yeah. I, I want to try to, to give this a broader picture, and that is this does not mean the pilgrimage trip ends. It just means the pilgrimage trip doesn't happen this year. Right, right, for 2018. So you right. know, th- uh, there were a lot of different variables this year. It was in August instead of September. It seemed like September seemed to be a really good date for people. It was spread over a weekend instead of kind of more compact midweek. There were a lot of little changes, slight, slight financial difference as a result of the longer trip. Right, so right. You know, hopefully next year we can, we can set it up similarly to the two years that we have gone. We plan to go every year. I, I want to put it out like that. We intend to go every year Absolutely. indefinitely, and we want to take you with us. If, like this year, it just lines up that financially we don't have enough people that are interested, then the trip might not happen. Mm-hmm. But, folks, we need a handful of you for the trip to work. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, exactly. F- full disclosure, we had almost a- enough of a trip to go, and it rocketed back to two. And thank you to the two of you that are signed up. Yes. But at two yes, people, agreed. we can't pull it off. I mean, it'd so, be a massive year. financial cost to us mm-hmm. that we would rather put towards creating content. And, yeah. and we have to weigh that. As bad as we'd like to go, Todd and I looked at each other and said, we could still go. Mm-hmm. We could mm-hmm. just do a tiny trip and still have the fun and experience Tempting. of driving. And Tempting. still, you know, I, I look at it from a, you know, being in front of all the people that we know over there. Absolutely. And being and in front of them on a yearly basis yes. and all Agreed. that kind of stuff. Agreed. And 
And, uh, you know, you and I were thinking, all right, here's how much it would cost just, you know, on a smaller scale. We could still do it, but then let's be smart about the financials and Mm -hmm. put it towards Mm -hmm. the content that we love to share that we want to shoot. And that means more towards the television content that we Mm -hmm. want to do. So, Well, we're planning a future film this year as well. There's a couple things going on, as we have mentioned. So uh, the good news, bad news here is, okay, so apparently no uh, 2018 pilgrimage trip. 2019, yes. So for those of you that said to us, because actually there were quite a few of you that did. Yeah, right. I can't go this year. I'm saving for next year. Keep Saving, right? Keep because saving. you are Don't planning stop. to go next year. That that money that you've saved is not going to the new couch. <laughs> it is not suddenly, honey. Well, you've saved two grand so far. Look what we could do with our yeah. kitchen. You, you I actually you had you a really... friend that said that you know new new kitchen. I had to reprioritize the money. That's funny. Yes. I understand. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. But let's get into some car debates here. First off, we have uh, we have Tim. Some call him Tim. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so I, I, actually, I actually showed that scene to my son this week. Did you really? Because my wife made some sort of comment about we had it's, it's springtime, summertime here. There was a young, a little little bunny in our, in our uh, off in the yard. And she was talking sure. about the little bunny. And, of course, my son's looking at it. And she goes, big pointy teeth. And I started laughing. My son was like, what are you two talking about? I mean, we had the, like, the use, our stupid parents moment, right? So I said, all right, I'm showing you this scene. I love he, that you're you're sort of releasing a few scenes yeah. as they come up, and and your son's like, "What are you guys talking about?" Like, so okay, I, I think showed it's him. Time. I showed him the murderous bunny scene from Monty Python <laughs> that begins with Tim the Enchanter. Some call me Tim. The only time <laughs> in, in history that a character has introduced itself with a question mark behind their name. Anyway, so we're we're doing a, uh, yeah, uh, wrenching us back to a point here. Car debate for Tim. He wants a different uh, vehicle for his wife. Uh, hello, wife. I'm sure she's listening at this point. Oh yes. They can't get a third child seat into the back of the Ford Focus realistically. Mm. I mean, it's possible, but they're just like, this is just too tight. So this is what we're shopping for. Yeah. Well, as he said, they're adding a third child to the family in August. Congratulations on your growing family, guys. And they're looking for her requirements because, well, yeah, that's uh, that's what needs to happen. For sure. Absolutely. And he's, as Todd said, mentioning the three car seats in the back seat, this Ford Focus is not fitting the bill here. So mm-hmm. She's looking for similar fuel economy to the Focus as she's got a 40-minute commute to work. And by the way, they are in the Minneapolis-St. Paul, Minnesota area, yeah, yeah, uh, which is actually where I was born, even though go. I grew up in Colorado. So I do still have kind of Minneapolis roots where you end your sentences with a preposition. And mm-hmm. yeah, anyway, so it, it still applies. Uh, she's looked at nothing but SUVs which he said will not meet her commute and fuel economy requirements, but he would like to open it up to other things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the reason he's writing to us, Tim, thank you, by the way, he's a car hobbyist with a lot of knowledge on older cars, which he mentions here, and not a whole lot on modern vehicles. He says he drives a 2012 Silverado right now. He's got a few tune-ups on that, a few uh, tuned items on that. But he also has a 1946 Chevy two-door sedan street rod. Mm-hmm. The roof's been chopped three inches. The suspension is upgraded independent fronts, 11-inch discs, rack and pinion steering. He's got a bunch a of stuff serious, on there. serious, serious street Holy rod. Holy cow, But man. that's just the first of two. The other is the 1929 Model A Roadster that he's putting yeah. together. Let's be honest. The Silverado exists to haul parts for the other two. That's really <laughs> that's the only reason he bought that yeah, newer truck. True. It's to haul parts for the old guys. So he's a little bit lost in the weeds here. We'll see if we can help you out, Tim, and your wife. So we're replacing a Focus. Mm-hmm. The budget hopefully is around twenty-five grand. they are putting a Paul limiter on us at, uh, at thirty grand. Hopefully that will stop there. I have a wild card that broke it, but I think you'll see why. 
Because hmm, okay. I just want to go, this car exists because it's just out of reach of their 30 grand. It's like 35. So I want to bring it up in a minute. But I did stay within budget and requirements for four other suggestions. Oh, wow. You've got a lot. I'm really running towards the CUV because they are so popular. Mm-hmm, and if mm-hmm. it, here's the deal about the three rows. We have had the three, not three rows, but the three kids seats in mm-hmm. the back seat across, all the way across. Mm-hmm. And essentially what cars... Do they fit? Well, of course, it depends on the car. It depends on the kid seats. You know, mm-hmm. how wide is the plastic? How wide are the arms? You have to actually kind of shop car seats more than car. If you really want yeah. to do this, it's about finding low profile width in car seats. You can't get the ones with missiles. That's really how this goes. A bunny of mine uh, out on the East Coast, mm-hmm. he mentioned that his new M3, his F80 M3, mm-hmm. does indeed fit three across. Not a small car anymore, though. No, that's true. And it depends on, I don't know what, what the car seats that yeah. he's running, yeah, but yeah. he said, I accomplished it, you know, the doors mm-hmm. just barely closed, but it works wow. and they're wow. in mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's amazing. So that's for a car, but we're here on, you know, SUV, CUV land. And I thought, all right, we love the Mazda CX-5. Mm-hmm. That is a great car that we default to so many times because it'll work for so many different scenarios. Yeah. So I got to bring, bring drove, this up. Drove it for season three. It's in one of our pieces yeah. for season three. Drove it again. Got familiar with it again. It's on my list as well. It's just solid across the board. And here's the thing. I'm in that kind of, not always in that, but I'm in, he's one of my suggestions as well. Because actually gas mileage is decent too. Yeah. And I thought of the CX-3, but then I, it's no, off the map. No, it's no, off no. the table because it's too small. Mm-hmm. I think the Agreed. three across there, There's no work. chance. Yeah. Two, yes. Three across, no. But what this brought me to was a car that I don't get to recommend very often, but another friend of mine in Portland had one. Mm-hmm. He and his wife got one. It's the Volkswagen Tiguan, mm, okay. which is okay. a good size, and I do like them, and you can find them all day long for this kind of budget. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I thought, all right, this might really do well, but then what other lineup, you know, what other cars with that engine that, mm-hmm. or at least the two-liter engine, could we get for that money? And it's the Audi Q5, which is growing in size a little bit. It is, yeah. yeah, yeah. Still great. And because of that width, you'd be surprised. With those seats folded down, that Q5 will swallow a lot. True. And with the width them up, I'm sure it's got as much backseat room probably as that CX-5 does, or at least very similar. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, you know, the platform it's based on, I'm sure it's okay. Nice place to be. It is quite, either of those cars are quite a step mm-hmm. up from the Ford Focus in terms of build quality and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know the interior amenities all that kind of stuff yes you've got to keep on the maintenance but you know that car both those cars will reward you and mm-hmm. newer as new as you can go for that budget yeah that that would be my recommendation you know okay i'm i'm stopping at 30 great as new as you can go with that two liter engine yeah do it okay love both of those cars take one's a little bit smaller and you might be able to find them used for 21 22 oh, i'm sure you there, can i'm sure which you could can. save you money yeah. but i do like the q5 I think the Tiguan would be better for fuel economy, and it still gives you that mm-hmm. seat height, that hip height that would give you the eye level for, I think, what she likes in traffic. Yeah, I mean, she wants an automatic. They're asking for at least front-wheel drive, but they prefer all-wheel drive, and, of course, this fuel economy is influencing us. Right. Tim really hopes they don't wind up in a three-row, so we're trying to not shop that mm-hmm. either, which is the other thing. I, I tried to shop either wagons or small CUVs. Good. And Good. I came up with four, and I do have a wild card as well, but I thought, again, that CX-5 is on there. Right. A car we don't recommend much, but works like crazy for this. Decent gas mileage will run like crazy. A good amount of room because I'm every time I see one, I'm shocked how big they are. Subaru Outback. Good. They've grown in size because I, I Subaru keep, you know, Outback. Has I keep just thinking they're a space. race car with no. the Lemons episode. The ninety six. They're really not. Outback no, they're really, really not. So no, I mean, car. it's it's honestly, it's still a car. Decent gas mileage. Yeah. 
all of that Subaru running Could you gear call is it a bomb car? proof. Is it? Uh, it's, but Subaru is, is one of those companies blurring the line on that. No With their Crosstrek and the Outback, it's like, is it a CUV? Is it a car? Is We're it not the Forestback? Seriously. The, but a Subaru Outback, it? you can find them all over the place. I know. I mean, again, the, the Rocky Mountains are nearly sponsored by Subarus, so we see <laughs> no many kidding. of them here. And but, Maine. Yeah, exactly, but, but they do work well. Uh, Volvo C, uh, XC70. That is the uh, Volvo like slightly it. lifted wagon. You can get those. Those have been around forever. Is that the cross country you're talking about with yeah. the fender flares? Exactly, and exactly. So it's that. the Volvo wagon with it. the fender flares and the tiny little lift. That that's a great wagon that does that. I got picked up as an Uber. I, I ordered oh, sure. an Uber and a guy had one of these. You know, high mileage, but everybody with me was like, "Wow, this is cool." And but different. they've had they've had them forever. So kind of like you were just saying, take your budget and shop as new as you can with as many amenities right. as you can. That's going right. to be decent. And then. The current, I don't think I've talked about this before either, but the Volkswagen Golf Sport Wagon. Mm. It's a Golf. It's all the nice things about a Golf, but it's bigger. Dig it's, it. It's bigger. It's got more space. I, again, I'm going to come back to you're going to need to shop simultaneously cars and car seats because you can get really narrow profile car seats and get three across in a lot of cars that would surprise you if your seats are small enough so it's two at once so the Volkswagen Sportback is absolutely in your in your budget and then I have a wild card that I love for you Tim okay. you and your wife I will fully admit it starts at 35 but you can get them for 35 Okay. So I'm above your budget, I know, but I'm just putting it they out there. They come with seats included exactly. in that price? I'm, I'm just putting it out there because it's one of those cars where you, I, I feel like you're never going to think about it. The uh, Buick Regal Tour X, the new Buick oh, Regal man. Wagon. Have you seen any on the road yet? I've seen them any. on lots, but not on roads. And I can't it, wait to see that saw, rolling. We were in Moab, and they had one with a lot there. And it, honestly, <laughs> it genuine. Look, this is a land where in Moab, the entire point of Moab, if you're not currently rock crawling, is to have a more ridiculous car in town than the person next to you. <laughs> exactly. That really is the purpose of Moab. You're on a really right. cool mountain bike, or I cannot believe you have that crazy lifted suspension on that thing. And my head, I guess I'm weird, gets turned by the white Buick Regal Tour X wagon that sitting was in the a corner. Surprise. And I was like, that is a cool-looking car. Nice interior, tons of room. I know it's above your budget. That's why I'm putting it as a wild Starts car. Starts at 35, you said? Uh, 35, you can actually get them. It's not like 35 is that we don't make that. You know, right. 35, you can actually get one. Uh-huh. Like, Welcome start, to the dealership. They start at like 31. We lured you, know you mean, in here so, kind of thing. At least, look, it, if nothing else, it's worth a website visit. To just sure. Go, what is this? Okay. Oh, I like that a lot. But hopefully one of those uh, gets the job done. I, I hope that – what I'm hoping is that you can find enough space and decent gas mileage that your wife actually likes whatever this new thing is. And I'm telling you again, shop seats as well. Yeah, and Tim, I'm thinking I, I want to try to prevent you from building a spreadsheet of the measurements of all the Graco kid mm-hmm. seats and all that stuff out there. I hope you don't go down that road because then you <laughs> well, honey, and then you're at a you know at a dealership with a tape measure and the sales. That's going to happen. Yeah, salesperson says, um, <clears throat> "Hi, can yeah, I?" It's going to happen. What are you doing? That's funny. Exactly. I like it. Hopefully that will be uh, prevent you, but I think the vehicles that we've suggested are wide enough to accommodate that. I think it depends on the unless seats, you get the super wide seats. I think you've got a good shot at it. I yeah. think that Buick is probably wide enough. It seems oh, like yeah, a yeah. bit of a bigger it's, it's car. It's a good, good sized car. Yeah, and that'd still be decent. And you know, the brand new looking interior. The interior looks great. The on gas the car, mileage is way. still really good. It's like low twenties, high twenties. Kind of so, engine is in that. I, uh, I admit to not having researched I'm get it, it wrong. enough. I believe it's a it's a two liter turbo. But is it? Look it up real quick because that just seems to be a popular size for everything these days yeah. and you know turbocharging just about everything in existence mm-hmm. which means it's probably got pretty good punch and the interior i have looked at the interior on that car 
and I'm pretty impressed. I mean, yeah, starts at 29 plus. Oh, there you go. Okay, 21, 20, uh, 29 is the gas mileage. So, okay, we're in a decent, we're in a decent place, you know. Right, um, right. And I will figure out this engine here in a moment. But all right, yeah. well, uh, yeah, have fun driving that 29 Model A Roadster, 348 Chevy V8, the TH350 automatic. <laughs> Love it. Holy cow! And your Chevy has 450 horsepower so far. All right. <laughs> so so far, yeah. It is a two liter four. It is okay, dealer. fantastic. Yep, yep. And we're we're not huge on horsepower, but we are at, we're at two fifty horsepower. So that's it, decent. It'll be okay for a big family wagon. All right, that's All decent. Right. Yeah. Tim, thank you so much for writing in. We will move on to um, to our other debates, but we have a quick break coming your way. If you've got your own debate, please write to us everydaydrivertv at gmail or you can find us right on the website. We say this mm-hmm. all the time. Go to the website, everydaydriver.com, and you can mm-hmm. reach us there. Many people, it just kind of depends on how you want to reach us. Yep. We like both. Either way, and uh, we will take a quick break and come right back. Let's talk about Brush Hero real quick. It is a must-have, I think it is, for your car care arsenal. Brush Hero is water-powered. It's a detailing tool. It doesn't move quickly. It actually, it's this very simple little thing. You look at it and you think, how does this work? It's this very simple thing. It just has lots of torque. You can get two great brush heads, a soft one for sensitive surfaces and a harder one for stubborn, stubborn muck. I used it on a mountain bike and it was brilliant. While originally designed for fast and easy expert-level car and motorcycle detailing, the Brush Hero can clean virtually anything. You name it. Rain gutters, barbecues, lawnmowers, boats, and more. It's really easy to use. Just hook it up to any standard garden hose, flip the handy on-off switch, and start cleaning. It's a great gift idea, too. They've got an extensive line of gift sets and accessories. Everyday Driver listeners can enjoy 10% off their order at BrushHero.com with the code DRIVER. That's right. Use the code DRIVER for this show to get 10% off. You can also find Brush Hero at select Costco and Walmart stores if you don't want the discount. All orders over $40 ship for free. And again, if you use the code DRIVER, you get 10% off. All right, this is a 30-second commercial, and I'm going to throw a lot of numbers at you. But please, stay with me. In just 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. This company's been offering great rates and great service for over 75 years. And anytime you need help, you can speak to one of their trained specialists 24-7. The company, you guessed it, is GEICO. Go to GEICO.com today. Here's some useful car tips you might not be aware of. A coffee filter and a little bit of olive oil can clean your interior. Removing excess weight from your car will improve the gas mileage. Why? Because the car is now lighter. And you can place your key fob on your chin or against your temple and increase its range. Weird, right? Well, here's another tip you might not be aware of. TrueCar also helps people get used cars. That's right. TrueCar isn't just for buying new cars. With their certified dealer network and nationwide inventory of nearly 1 million used cars, you'll enjoy real pricing on actual inventory and a simpler buying experience whether you buy new or used. And with TrueCar, users can see what other people paid so they know if they're getting a good deal before they're buying. They're also more likely to enjoy a faster buying experience by connecting with a TrueCar certified dealer. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, check out TrueCar and enjoy a more confident buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Technology Truths, brought to you by GEICO. Technology Truths. Truth, you will certainly send any text about your supervisor to your supervisor. What's with Janet's bangs? Did she lose a bet with a weed whacker? <laughs> LOL. And sent. Wait, no, 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 no. Truth, it's so easy to switch and save on car insurance at GEICO.com. Janet, I think my phone was hacked or something. GEICO, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. 
We're back. Thank you, Andy, for writing to us. He writes with the title, Giants That Like Small Cars. <laughs> Apparently, he and his wife are both tall, five foot ten, and he's six foot three. And he's got a nine-month-old son. He says, also tall. Is your son up to, like, you know, 4'10"? Yeah, so exactly. Far? How tall is he already? Nine-month-old, it's tall? Wow. But, but they, have those, they have those percentage charts, you know? So it's like you have the, <laughs> dot, off, you have the dot off the percentile on, <laughs> exactly. on, you know, he's off the chart. On, he on, looks down at that dot on the, seriously, yeah, uh-huh. on the chart. Awesome. Well, like I said, Andy is writing to us because they are tall people and they've got a lot of stuff. They've also got a dog that is pushing 55 pounds. I'd love to know what kind of dog that is. And they drive a 99 Z3M coupe with 168,000 miles. Very cool. That's Very cool. where those things went. Yeah, seriously. Enthusiasts like Andy and his mm-hmm. wife. Mm-hmm. He said it's been in the family for nine years. They love it. It's not going anywhere. That one's staying for sure. They're such BMW super freaks. They also have a 2009 BMW 328 sports wagon, 68K mm-hmm. miles, with the sport package. And then rounding out the German enthusiast autos is the 2016 Golf Sport Wagon that you said You're Tim right. should get. You're right, I did. So you know this could be an opportunity to do the pink slip thing. Andy, if you want <laughs> Tim's number, Tim, if you're interested in that sport wagon, okay. Andy has one, and that's going because they bought it new. They're not sure what to do with it. He's got a sport wagon over here. I'm trying. I'm, I know you are. It's it, going to happen. One day it will happen. One of these Somebody days. Somebody will do a pink sw- slip swap. That's hard to say. <laughs> and, uh, and we will laugh. It'll be great. All right, so they tend to hold on to their cars, but apparently life with growth of you know family and yes, stuff and absolutely. dog. That's how it always works. <laughs> pushing us out of one of the wagons. They're not sure what to get next, but they're leaning towards replacing that VW. <clears throat> Golf sport wagon for sale, everyone. Yep. Only 22,000 miles mm-hmm. with a 2014 or newer X5. So I see what you're doing, Andy, keeping it in the BMW family. <laughs> I see. I see. That means you would have... Three, count them, BMWs in your driveway. Yes, I did notice this. Both of their commutes, he and his wife, they're short, and so far they've said, owning an out-of-warranty BMW hasn't caused me much pain and suffering. Okay, that's great to hear. I'm glad for that. He said, I tried to pitch the i3 as a good city car, but it's too weird for his wife to drive, mm-hmm. and he doesn't really want to let go of the 328 despite it needing more power. Said that M-Coupe needs some love, but, you know, his wife likes it. So, as I said before, it stays. That's going nowhere, for sure. Yeah. That car definitely stays in the family. So, we, I mean, the main thing in play here sounds like it's that Golf Sport Wagon. There, right. There, there's a right. version of this. Andy, I'm going to say it. Just brace yourself. Hang on to something. There's a version of this where you sell that and the 328 Sports Wagon. Mm. I, you haven't really put that out there. And I'm not going to push you on it, but I'm just saying you could sell both of those. And get something, and then drive that Z, uh, Z3 coupe more. But what Crazy. I'm but what I'm reading into this for real, the reality that I'm reading in is that the, the the Z3 is just an occasional fun car, and the other two cars are your commute cars. So I'm not actually going to say combine and sell both. But I think it, obviously that uh, Golf and Sport wagon is going. Kind of wagons, really. They are. Yeah. As he said, that, yeah. that M coupe is really a two door wagon. It is for sure. Absolutely, it is. Absolutely it's it is. it's all in the wagons. I love it. So what uh, what are you thinking here with their budget of thirty k? He said twenty thousand would make it more easy sell. Yeah. However, it sounds if you even hint at the number and you've written it down, you're screwed because you put thirty, so thirty it is. <laughs> well, here's the thing: as we've talked about before, we we would hate for you to have only one mark in your garage. The yeah. Z3M Coupe Although, is very cool. I'd have to take my own medicine if that were, you know, I know. we had to stand on that I flag know. in the ground. You'd have it trouble like, with it because you'd, have you'd love to have an entire garage of Porsche. Panamera Nobody would be surprised. Cayenne. Yeah, I know you <clears> would. <throat> uh, but you, so you have that Z3, and, and those things are really cool. They're quirky, oh, they're yeah. fun, they drive oh, yeah. really well, so I'm not surprised that's going. You want to keep the 328 Sport Wagon, even though you wish it was a little more powerful. Okay. That means 
Do we want to add another BMW? I mean, do we really want to? I, I'm saying we could add another German car. No, I agree with that. I agree. No, I'm I mean, talking they, BMW specifically. But BMW I mean, only? So you said what you're, what you're mm. looking at right now very seriously is an X5. I see your X5. That's fine. Which I do I get like. it. They're, they're cool. You'd have three very different BMWs in your garage, by the way. Three completely different cars, mm-hmm. at least under the same brand. So drive the X5. But while you're at it, I have to say it. You probably see it coming. You need to drive a used Cayenne. You're That's going to be surprised top of the list by of the list. how much you can get in a Cayenne for thirty grand. And I will tell you this already: don't shop Macans; they aren't dropping as fast. There's not as many, and they're more in demand. Agreed. Shop used Cayennes. But did you see their other two cars? Not the Golf Sport Wagon, which is the lowest mile car on mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. They're used to buying higher mileage cars, yes. and they're comfortable with it and keep them. Yes. So the Cayenne, as much Cayenne as you can get for thirty thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and keep it and love it, and they're built to last. They my, are. My wife and I just had this conversation this weekend because I have a new. Uh, long term on that car it's past 100,000 miles I've got a new long term coming up on that car it's been a while since I've right. done a long term I'm right, sure right. to do one and so I started talking to her candidly about where are you on this Cayenne because I mean it, it runs great it looks good it, it's a great car it's a little over it impresses miles. me every time I get in and it slam so, the door and, so I, well. I, I'm asking her okay, we're looking at our monthly payment and all that kind of stuff and just going where are you on this and she's a demeanor of she's just like I have no reason to change this out yet she's like, at some point sure I'll get another Cayenne maybe we'll look at Macan's maybe we'll look I mean she was even saying when, when we drive them let's drive everything that's a competitor that we can get. You know, I was talking to her about... Why not? Yeah, exactly. So we're going to drive them all, but she she feels like we're two or three years from that. She's just like, I don't have any reason to get rid wow, of this Wow, right that now. far? Yeah. So Good for that, her. So that reminds me about the fact okay. that, you know, we may have this car till the next big mileage uh, element, which is 120,000. We may have it till right, there. crossing that, uh, that landmark you know, there. That's a, that's a couple years out. But all of this is just proving to me that those cars just run. Steady, constant, I mean, not constant, steady maintenance intervals. And Hit those for sure. Done. Do them right. That's why your car is treating you and the way it, just it is. it runs well. So yeah. definitely drive a used Cayenne. There are lots of options. I mean, she and I were just digging around, looking at, at the options. And between 20 and 30 grand, there is a swath of Cayennes from 09, 08s, 09s, all the way up to like 2012, 2013, which is the newer, uh, the newer body style. Mm-hmm. But it's you know obviously higher mileage, but it doesn't scare you. So you have to at least cross drive, cross shop that X5 and the Cayenne. That's cross one drive. Of, is that the I, name I, of a car? It probably is. So th- that's my first. I have two others, but I definitely wanted to say if you drive the X5, I get it. You're a BMW guy. Walk over and drive a Cayenne. At mm. least compare them. Mm. I also get the idea that Andy and his wife aren't thinking new. And it crossed my mind, but I'm thinking Definitely no. Not. Yeah. I mean, there's a number of Korean options we could do. I know I said something that's not mm-hmm. European. Mm-hmm. And speaking of that, I have to mention the Acura MDX. Sure. It's kind of like sure. it used to be the go-to SUV. When SUVs were growing in stature and popularity, sure, okay. it seems like you could not turn your head without seeing an MDX on the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now everybody's caught up, and then you don't hear about MDXs anymore, and they're just great. They run, they're, they're comfortable. Yeah. They are yeah. three rows, as a matter of fact. Tight, but yes, just they saying, are three. You're right. Very good. But they're not quite the the full-size American SUVs. Yeah. They're still... Yeah, yeah. I come to that because it could be looked at as just, you know what, that's just the stalwart, reliable mm-hmm. thing in our lives, and it's great. Mm-hmm. From a driving experience, though, it's not going to compare to the Cayenne. It's no, just not. it's not. It's not. But I, I do like it just because of the reliability factor. Sure, yeah. They, they're so refined at this point. Mm-hmm. They really know what they're doing with the MDX. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because I, I started at that Audi A4 All-Road. I started there okay, and I sure. thought, well, that's sure. Audi's version of his 328 sports wagon. Yeah, I hear and that. And we've got to go bigger that. than that. Yeah. But I don't want to 
just go nuts. Yeah, I mean, they, I, I get the sense here because they, they like smaller cars. They want larger, but we can't be throwing down Suburbans and Monster Boys. We, we need to no, f- no, still no. put them in something that, that feels a little smaller than it looks, I think. Yeah, I mean, you know, the CX-9 crossed my mind, the Mazda CX-9. I I wonder if that's too big. But again, yeah, I'm thinking that might be a little bit stretched, a little bit too long, Mm, too big. Interesting, okay. And I've been seeing MDXs around a little bit more. I'm intrigued with them. I liked your Volvo. Well, the problem is the new Volvo XC60 is not available for that price yet. That's that's on my list. No, I like the Volvo XC60. I have that on my list. You just shop a little They're bit. They're nowhere used close. The no, one you we drove was sixty three thousand. I know, but you shop a couple of your used one. That's what you That's shop. That's what you have to do. Yeah. yeah. For this um, for this you can find it's not the current latest and greatest, but you can shop right, them. Right. I mean, I actually put as a please note, this is my kind of apparently my wild cards are all about price tonight. The the wild card for me, for you guys, is to just just look. While you're looking at used XC sixties, look at the new cool XC forty. Yeah, I saw there. one on the road in Colorado, and we were there shooting CUVs. Right, right, right. It just, it, it literally, while I was driving in traffic, turned my head. I was like, "What is it? Oh my gosh, there is one." The XC40 is really cool, but the 60 is great. I think you have to look at both of those for sure. The XC40 is is out of your budget. I think they start at 35, but at yeah. least at least yeah. get on the website again and look around because that's one where it's like, huh. I wanted to try to shop the smaller CUV market. That's why I wound up XC60 and XC40. I have one other one that surprised me. That's the upper level of your budget, okay. but it's very much small and SUV. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I'm curious to hear. What do you have? You are shopping at thirty grand, the bottom of the market, and they're there, the bottom of the market for the Mercedes GLA AMG 45. Are you sure about this? Did it's you find the, it's, them? It's the bottom of that market. They are running 29 to 32 at the bottom. Uh, I love the idea, but I'm not sure it's going to be any space differential from the Golf Sportswagon. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Or even I, well, the Golf Alltrack. No, I mean, the Alltrack is cool. I love it. You can get them starting at like 21. Yeah, but but I, the sense I get here, unlike the one with, with Tim, the sense I get here with Andy is that they just don't like the Golf. Less so than it's not big enough. Yeah, sure. So my sure, feeling sure. is that then that's why this one's kind of on the fringe for me, because I feel like they're getting rid of the golf because they're just like, it's fine, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I mean, especially if he's talking about he was we brought up the i three and it lost because it's funky looking, but it didn't lose because it's small. So that tells me, okay, what if I could get you into something that's genuinely fun to drive and is the little CUV hatch? That's the GLA AMG forty five. I like it. I'm going to leave you with my final choice, Andy, and that is the X3. If we're going to run back to BMW and we're going to do it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because for that budget, I'll bet you'll be able to go newer than you will on a nice X5. And the size is, well, it's not quite there, but they're still great in the interior. I mean, I drove the new one at track day Mm -hmm. six months ago, and it was brand new, and I was impressed with that car. Mm Import package, of course. The brakes were brilliant. I'm thinking, what am I doing driving an X3 on the track? Why? <laughs> but they encouraged me to get out there, go do it. They You'll brought be it and said, go take it out. Yeah. Honestly, I was. I was kind of skeptical, mm-hmm. a lot skeptical, I suppose. But, <laughs> you know, I thought, what am I doing out here in a, an X3? I'd rather be in the anything else. But no, it was great. And mm-hmm. so you might be able to find that X3. Keep the BMW love in the family. Possibly, yeah. yeah but yeah. it is kind of the natural sequential thing for BMW owners to go from the 328 wagon to the X3. Yeah, okay. And then you've just okay. got that CUV kind of feel and a little bit more interior space. And and that's if you're going to go BMW. If you're going to stay there. Because yeah. I think the X5, I, I, I dig it. And you said 2014 or newer. Okay. But I'm wondering if you could just get you know one or two-year-old X3 for that kind of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So Cool. So hopefully something in there is helpful yeah. for you, Andy. We have so many social media. By the way, Andy, Tim, both of you guys, thank you for writing in on behalf of your wives. Uh, thanks to your wives for now listening and trying to figure out if uh, they like us or not. But thanks for listening anyway, and hopefully something there is helpful. We have so many social media questions we should dive in. We won't cover half of these. Um, We're going to do our wow. best. If we don't okay. get to some, we'll have to come back to them, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I think. Uh, there's so many. I'm jumping to Facebook with Tyler H. over here asking, what do we think – was the pinnacle of electronics mixed with mechanics in Ooh. cars? Or do we feel it has yet to be reached? Hmm. This is... I, I'm I'm intrigued by this, having worked on that 928 and having pulled the radio out of it. And, you know, it does have some things in it that you think, wow, I, this is kind of advanced for its time. Other things are little motorized servo arms and... You know, like, really? This is where we're still at? Even <laughs> even for this car that was sure, so technologically sure, sure, yeah. advanced and $80,000 when it was new? Really? So I think that mechanics and electronics, I think that's still to come, to be honest, mm, because mm. we've gone so far the other way with the Teslas. We're way out yeah. there with just yeah, yeah. electronics. But I think there's still going to be a mix of, of electronics and features and functionality that will, of course, drive sales, yeah. but still be mixed with mechanics because of the driving feel. And I say this with an optimistic note, mm, mm. but because of driving feel and, you know, everything's gone electric, everything, steering yeah. racks included. But yeah. What if there will be some kind of manual option down the road, but still is really mm. pushed towards the electronics? I'm, I'm not going to call any car right now because okay. every car has been built with the, it's got to be sold for a profit thing in mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the manufacturing process and, and what's available at the time it was built. But I think it's yet to come. I don't think we've reached it yet. Interesting. I, I don't know that this can be called yet either. But I, th I feel like there's, there's two sides of this. The, the, the two sides are merging. You have the fully electric pod world, you know, and the Tesla's yeah, leaning right. toward that. You have the classic muscle car, which is obviously fully mechanical. And somewhere in the middle is the perfect symbiosis of the two. Mm. And I do feel like currently there are two that exist that feel like a fully symbiotic relationship, the Porsche 918 and the Acura NSX. Mm. They both... They're, they are simultaneously both. They are a gas car and an electric car, and they help each other constantly, and the systems are fully intertwined. There's all of that. I wonder if, other than those two cars, I wonder if we kind of land on one side of the equation or the other. I'm just mm. I'm speculating. Mm. Oh, that's good. What else did you find on here? Uh, quick answer to Davey P23. He called me out and said, why, again, did I pick a 2006 Elise over an 05? Oh, yeah. Uh, there is quick, a difference. Quick answer here. Now, 05 was the first what's referred to as the federalized Elise, meaning it meets uh, U.S. federal standards, which essentially means they had a they had a waiver for crash testing is really the standard that it met. But uh, But I don't want to get, ideally, the first year of any new model. Ideally, I want to try to avoid that. 05, I was worried about. What are the things they're still figuring out on this new variation? That was part of the 06. Also, they went um, drive-by-wire for the throttle, which seemed to be a little bit more reliable, and uh, LED lights, rear, rear lights. Those were the three main things that interested me, the biggest one being I just wanted to give Lotus some time to build the car sure. to U.S. spec before I jumped in and bought one. Sure. No, that's, that's interesting. There's a question over here uh, I'm curious about. Kevin R. is asking about any particular brand that we stay away from or have had terrible experiences. Honestly, I love to give every brand their fair share because mm. they're constantly coming out with new products. 
It seems like I even saw a Mitsubishi Outlander, and I didn't know what it was at first. And I saw one on the road in Seattle, and I went, an Outlander? You bought an Outlander? <laughs> now? Why did, why did you buy a an new Outlander? one? <laughs> For those of you who bought there's, Outlanders. There's a Mitsubishi dealer near enough that you bought one? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's not a slight against you. That's just a slight against the product lineup that Where seems so gone? bland Where from Mitsubishi. Yeah. And it just seems like the, it's a me too car. It's a, hey, I went in on this you know, CUV, SUV thing. Hey, us too. I'd we like built to build a car. Too. Yeah, that's funny. You know what I mean? It, yeah. does, it doesn't seem like they're exhibiting leadership in a, hey, you know, because they had the Evo and the, and the rally leadership and everything they did for so mm-hmm. long. Yeah, sure, sure. And then, you know what? You just want basic economy transportation. Let's do that really well. And mm. They could have been another Mazda, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. But it just seems like they just wanted to kind of jump on the bandwagon, and that's what the Outlander represents to me. Mm. So, okay. okay, but then there's also Maserati, and you know, my dislike for Maserati because of the parts bend nature of the cars. Yes. I just don't appreciate it. It just seems phoned in. They, Hey, we need a SUV, I guess, they're selling now. We should put a badge in the front of that sketch. Okay. <laughs> we can use the Jeep yeah. switches. It'll be fine. We could sell. Do we have? Yeah, we got an engine we can throw in there. Yeah, we got seats. and Yeah, we pretty much got everything. We just need a new skin. Okay, we'll do that. <laughs> Has anybody bothered to design it yet? It's like the we're making a movie. Has it anybody really bothered to write the script? F- yeah. Uh, and yeah. people are thinking, Maserati. Wow, you've really <laughs> stepped up. But there's a reason the Quattroporte can be bought for uh, Ford Fiesta money. <laughs> That is not a reliable purchase. And I yeah. think, you know, I hear people talk about their, you know, $2,500 brake jobs into first-gen Quattroportis. And I Yikes. Think, Run away. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's crazy. That's funny. D. D. Griff Goes Places on IG wrote in and said, any plans for local U.S.-based track days, events, mm, ideally yeah. on the East Coast? Obviously, you've heard us say that pilgrimage is not happening this year. We are looking very seriously into a Utah-based meet right here in our backyard, hopefully early October. Details on that are pending, but hopefully in the first couple of weeks of October, we will do a meet here in our local area, drive the roads you've seen us shoot, drive our local uh, track, UMC, uh, that is already in the, in the works. Because we are not doing pilgrimage, Paul and I are in discussion about maybe doing a couple of other meetups. We'd love to do Laguna again in the fall, but maybe we'll pull one off on the East Coast. Uh, all you East Coast listeners, thank you. There's a ton yeah, of track right. out, tracks out there we want to hit. We'd like to hit kind of the southeast part of the of the East Coast. But I also really want to drive uh, Road America and Wisconsin, too. So we're looking at these kind of things. I have no details for you yet other than to say thank you for your patience and your interest. We are working on it. I'm still back here on Facebook with a question from Ian D., who is telling us about his car searching. And he says, when you're looking for a car, but you... Th- what you think you want isn't available to test drive in your area, and he's never driven it before. Should you keep waiting, hoping it shows up, or take the risk and fly out to somewhere that does have it, like another city, or you could tour mm, it, something mm. like that? Well, Ian, what about walking into that dealership and expressing interest in that car and simply asking them, hey, guys, this is the car I'm looking for. Not that trim level, but this particular mm, trim level. Mm. I'm, I'd like to drive that car. You guys planning on getting one in? Are you, you know, is that on the radar? And if they say no because of maybe it's the market, maybe Mm. in that area, you know what? There's just been none allocated and they wouldn't really sell too well. So that's why we don't stock them. We could certainly order it for you, I'm sure. Yeah, interesting. But then you might say, hey, is there a dealership or, you know, a friend of yours in another city that has one? I'm interested in going to drive that. You could do that. And yes, we do recommend driving it before you buy it. Yes, definitely. Even though I didn't drive that 928 before I bought it. 
but I, well, kinda, that was the weird exception. Kind of knew. Yeah. I just yeah. knew. <laughs> See, there's always exceptions. Yeah, I, of course I admit that. Of course there are. But generally speaking, yes, you're going to want to get some seat time in that car to really feel it and really think, you know, could this yeah. be a part of my life? Is it... Is it what I think it is? Yeah, is it for sure, meeting for sure. my preconceived yeah. notions of yeah. what I think it's it? What think it is? You know what I'm wondering about? I just now thought of this as we're talking about this. CarMax will ship cars around the U.S. Is this they rare do. car you're looking for? Does any CarMax in the U.S. have it? Mm. They they charge you to ship it. I mean, it can be two, three hundred bucks if it's close by. It can be six hundred bucks if it's across the nation. But I keep thinking, if you were going to fly somewhere and spend the night, you're going to spend the better part of 500 bucks anyway just doing that. So there's a part of me that wonders if you if you could find one somewhere in the CarMax fleet, and this is not an ad. I'm just thinking about the fact they're a company that does this with big reach. You go into your local CarMax and say, I'm looking for this specific car. I want you to ship it to me, but I need you to understand when it gets here, I'm taking it for like half a day and <laughs> test driving it. Right. But then you're in your local area. You don't have to travel. It's going to cost you about the same as it would to travel somewhere. Maybe I'm just thinking of that as a possible option. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, there's a question from Thomas Hall 10, Instagram. Any tips for finding relatively rare cars? I'm looking for a TSX sport wagon and I'm struggling to find mm. one that isn't six plus hours away. Kind of relates to the question from Ian over yeah, here on Facebook about how do I go drive those cars? And yes, we do recommend, like I just said, but this TXX, TSX sport wagon, it, it comes down to calling people and expressing interest in the car and saying, I've never driven one, uh, you know, would you be up for a test drive with, mm. with or without me committing to buying it? You know, would you be open to something like that? Or putting it out there on social media or, you know, just kind of asking around with your friends. Hey, I'm looking for this particular yeah. car. Hey, guys, know anybody with this car? Yeah. Hey, yeah, my friend in Florida has one. He'd probably let you drive it if you were there. You know, maybe you don't have to quite go that far, but you know I what mean, I mean? But it's... yeah, we're digging around for local local owners. You know, I actually wonder about the forum idea. Can you get on the forum for that Forums car are an excellent and choice. And dig in in your area and just be like, guys, I'm looking to purchase it. Because I feel like that's one place where forums can be really helpful. Mm-hmm. People that have the car and are big fans of the car on your local forum, if they find out you want one, they're kind of like, oh, let me tell you all about it. I kind of feel like that those people exist on every forum. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't be an interesting thing to look up. What is the local area? Are there local guys that are on the forum? Hopefully they're on there regularly so you can actually get an answer. <laughs> right. Right. All right. What other questions did you find? Uh, I have to tell the story for Andrew Stein, who's written it a couple times of late because he has discovered autocross. He's gone again. He's now running a GoPro. He's trying oh, to find yeah. better lines. Uh, now his 23-year-old oldest boy is now obsessed with going with him. And his wife has said, hey, I would like to go and drive. Here's the twist. Here's <laughs> the big twist. The big what is that doing here twist. Andrew's wife would like to go and drive, but she would like to take her <clears throat> Ford Flex EcoBoost and autocross it. We've said out loud you can autocross anything. Yes, that th- are this we still is, mean? Are we still going to die? Are we going to still going to stand there and say that's true? <laughs> I mean, Andrew um, and, and and now Andrew's wife listening. Um, that will be a terrible autocross car, but I would still like to see it happen. Mm. It, it is it is a perfect example of run what you brung, but that is going to be I. I wonder if that crosses the line in the fun quotient, though. I wonder if your wife might just if. Depending on how tight the course is, you said there's an event coming up that is with the local Miata Club, and she's thinking maybe she'll take her Ford Flex to that one. The local Miata Club is going to set up a tight autocross course. There might be backing up in the Ford Flex to get around the autocross course because <laughs> the, the thing you want to do here is in there might be reversing. Seriously, For the first time ever, folks. Why on earth is she in reverse? You're I mean, it may happen. Freak so that announcer I, out. I think I think you're going to have to really take a serious look about does this make any sense? I 
there is a part of me that, that loves the run what you brung aspect and says do it. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if there's the upside for your wife where she gets to get a sense of how her car drives in a way nobody ever imagined, mm-hmm. which would be fun. I, I totally see and back that. But I wonder if the fun aspect of it would require a different smaller car. You okay. got to really have okay. a serious conversation, and I think you need to ask your wife what is she hoping to get out of it. If it's I want to see what my truck can do, then let's take the EcoBoost and let's get a laugh. If it's I want to see what autocrossing is about, get a different car. There's a couple of questions. One for you and I. There's I had two left here. One from Tristan Kramer mm-hmm. asking me. I see Paul. I see many sedans that look like the rear wheels are smaller than the fronts due to the angle of the body towards the trunk. So you're, you're talking about just the styling of the car and, yeah, and yeah. making that sort of visual appearance. Is this actually a thing or am I crazy? I think you're crazy. <laughs> it's the proportions of the car making it look like that yeah. because look at the body side, the proportions of the car. There's more meat right there than mm-hmm. there there is at the front, especially with wagons. Like. It can play, your eyes can play tricks on you. Yeah. I have never heard of any situation where the rear wheels are smaller than the fronts. Mm-hmm. I've heard of the tire width being different. For sure, example, sure, the sure. new Audi RS3, the tire width is wider <laughs> in the front because yeah. Audi said, I really want to have our cars handled. We need handling, yeah. But I've never heard of the wheel diameter. If there is, you have an example, please correct me. But I've never heard of that as a an OEM a decision. Thing. Okay, I see that. Uh, but he also asks you, Todd, if you had an extra fifty to $100,000 a year, is that extra money? Yeah, that is extra money. <laughs> that is serious. But by the way, uh, Tristan, do you have a way for me to have an extra fifty? Exactly. I mean, are, is this, are you offering? Do I need to answer this a certain way to make that true? Anyway, <laughs> right. yeah. But your question is, yeah, extra fifty to one hundred k a year. Would I get back into flying, or would I go racing? I think I'd be racing because would you? And here's, I've been wondering. Here's why. I I do love flying, but it's wickedly expensive. It's wickedly expensive, and. I think I would get farther. I would I would get more for my money at a more extreme level, spending that money going racing than I would going flying. Sure, and for I like that, that reason, I would say racing. I was wondering. I really like the flying idea, but it is so expensive. All the stuff that is kind of the upper level and let's push the edge is still way out of that budget. Hmm. Sure. Well, there's one last question here from Professor TMR asking about any advice on how to learn how to repair your own car. Oh, yeah. Is it school? Is it classes? What should you do? Well, first of all, it depends on your car. Mm-hmm. But Todd suggested forums just a few minutes ago, and yeah. that was yeah, yeah. that's great for so many things. But I'll give you an example of what I did when I got that 928 is I found the SoCal 928 Owners Club. Mm-hmm. And then I heard of this guy. They called him Dr. Bob. And Dr. Bob had a lift in his garage. Oh, wow. And he had all the tools and the 928 owner's manuals. And he's like, hey, you need to work on your car? Come on over. I'll teach you how to do stuff. Wow. I've got the manuals. I've got the tools. I love these cars. What do you want to know? And Mm -hmm. take people up on that kind of thing because there are people for any kind of car ownership. Yeah. They've got the tools. They've got the garages. And then so we would have drives and meetups and all this kind of stuff because kind of this little 928 club. Mm Mm-hmm. And there was another guy that offered up his larger shop. Hey, it's timing belt day or you know, oh, whatever that is. Come yeah. learn how to work in your car. You've never, who cares? You know, I'll teach you how to do everything. I've got mm-hmm. everything right here. You've got to put the money and the time in to mm-hmm. button it back up and that kind of thing. But that's how I started to learn. Mm. But if that car is, I, I would say, so common that there's not enough enthusiasts for that, there's all kinds of manuals online. There's videos all over the internet. On, yeah. I guarantee you, how do I change the oil on blank cars all over the Welcome internet? Welcome to YouTube. 
That, and then, yeah. you know, you move into brake discs and, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, pad changes and totally. whatever that is. It depends on how far you want to go. And then manuals, you know, your local auto parts store probably has the manual on, you know, 1979 Honda yeah. Civics. But, and and the go. forum's got the PDF you can download. I right. guarantee you the, there's the PDF right. on some forum for your car. You can get the entire manual. And the crazy thing about YouTube videos is you will probably find more than one of yeah, someone doing true. what you would like to do. True. Now, some of them are terrible and teach you nothing. Some of them assume a certain level of understanding. But I would say start with really simple stuff like oil, and then step beyond that is brake pads. Mm-hmm. Both of those, within reason, are the same on every car. So sure. if you start there, get yourself comfortable with the fact that... Uh, I, I said this to Paul when he and I started working on our cars, and we are not mechanics. I'm not going to claim we are at no. all. But no. we've done things like shocks, and we've done we've done some fairly aggressive stuff without having a lift. We did a brake um, bleed. We did oil all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we there's lots rotors of... on your Z. Yeah, we've done the sp- spark plugs and the timing belts and the these kind of things. Yeah. Okay, we've done this stuff. But we haven't done huge, like, remove the engine stuff, okay? Haldex. Differential rebuilds, not on the list. Yeah, that hasn't happened. But, but yeah, no dropping the transmission. None of the, <laughs> that stuff. That's true. But, but here's the big thing. Keep in mind that these cars are built while rolling down an assembly line in motion at speed. You can't get that complex in that kind of setup. So you have to think about the fact that this has to be built. Unless it was a supplier who brought that part in. But you have to think about the fact that this had to be built quickly and easily. So don't don't look at this like you're diffusing a bomb. That is a problem that a lot of people have when they start working on a car. They look at it just like, I'm going to break something. Probably not. Right, right. Okay. So, but if, especially if you start simple, you can mm-hmm. figure this out. And that gives you confidence to be like, oh, now I understand how to watch this video and learn these things. Definitely. Yep. yep. And find other owners of that car and Completely. ask around. Absolutely. Those guys are friends. out there. Those guys are out there. And the sure. forums. Forums such a great place for that. Can we, can we stop on a track daily crush? Can okay. There? All right. What, what do you have? Uh, it's difficult. Remington uh, G21 wrote in, track daily crush. All right. C7 Corvette Grand Sport. Oh, I, saw. I saw this. We do need to do this. Lexus LFA Nürburgring Edition. Oh. Uh, one of my hero cars, the 911 GT3 RS40. Okay. One of those is getting crushed. Oh. Track daily crush. This is hard. You and I have both driven... The Corvette and the 911, mm-hmm. we have not driven the Nürburgring Edition LFA. We have not. Yeah. I, That's I'm, a nice car. That's an expensive car. I, I'm going to say because of the rarity, <laughs> the thing that has to be crushed here is the Grand Sport. And I say that with pain. Ooh. Because I really like the C7 in just about every flavor. But that that is the, the common car of this equation. <laughs> It's crazy. In a world where Z06 mm-hmm. carbon sports. Yeah, 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 anyway, C7's so, the, so the, grand, the Grand Sport gets crushed, the Lexus gets dailied, and the 911 gets tracked. You know what? I'm spot on with that. Really? That 911 has got to be on track. The For Lexus sure. Lexus is a rare car. So, oh, yeah. I mean, you it, can't crush it that. Feel, it feels kind of like a tragedy to not track the Lexus. But I, I think it's probably still the better daily. I might interchange that. I might go <laughs> nine eleven because I want to yeah. be in that nine eleven all the time. That is I true. I might go daily there, with there, that one. There's a there's a yeah. If that and, were a real problem, I would be more than happy to try to surmount it. I would I would share it with everyone. Okay, yeah, this so is the problem. I'm sure. Leave the Lexus on track. Okay. Daily that nine eleven. Okay. And be right. thrilled with the noise. Yeah. yeah. 
and crush carbon spored Z06s. I, wow. Yeah. Okay. There it is. That that was difficult, and I'm a little bit in pain. Thank you guys for joining us on the podcast. As always, we we love having you guys with us. Thank you for the ratings and the reviews on iTunes. Thank you for the ones you're giving us on Amazon. Yeah. That's helpful as well. Keep in mind that when we drop uh, season three on Velocity beginning of July, that will work its way to Vimeo and Amazon after that. So it'll be on Velocity right. first. You have Velocity. That's where to see the premiere. A few weeks later, it'll work its way to other platforms. So that is coming to all of those platforms. And we greatly appreciate the sharing. Yes. And thank you for all your car debate questions coming in the email. That is fantastic. And there will be more coming your way. We'll get back to more of these social media questions because there's so many more that we've got to get to. There's, there's a ton. But for right now, we've got to end the podcast. Thank you guys for writing in. Look forward to next time. Cheers, everyone. I can't believe it. That Gerald is presenting the quarterly budget report with finger puppets? Look, here comes a 1.7% decrease in fixed overhead. Hello, everybody. No, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance with Geico. Who are you? The projected increase in organic Q3 revenue. Hooray! Believe it, Geico could save you 15% or more on car insurance. ADT can design and install a smart home just for you, backed by 24-7 protection. A new smart home at your service, customized for your lifestyle. Set up custom automations unique to your home to automatically do the things like lock the doors or set the thermostat when you leave. Even close your garage door from virtually anywhere. ADT will set up your home with multiple smart home devices and security features like indoor and outdoor cameras, locks, lights, and garage door control, even video doorbells. Visit ADT.com slash podcasts to learn more about how ADT can design and install a secure smart home just for you.